you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Live from the iHeartRadio podcast stage here on Radio Row in the home of Super Bowl 56, this is Move the Sticks on a Monday. Welcome, everybody. Great to be here with you as we get closer to Super Bowl Sunday. Rhett Lewis, our former NFL scouts, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, and guys, uh, we got a sweet setup here, thanks to our friends uh, at iHeart, and I do kind of feel like, though, if I was a recording artist um, that this would be like an acoustic session. You know what I mean? Like down, <laughs> at, mu- down at Muscle Shoals, like I'd have my guitar. Oh, yeah. Does that feel about right? This I is mean. this is unique, though, to kind of set the scene here as we sit here in these couches and there's lots of foot traffic coming by. Yes. And but the world we live in, everybody has masks on, right? So people stop and look at us 
And, and I'm like, like, do I know you? Who? Do, do, do I, I know think you? I do. Do you know yeah. us? Yeah. Like, what is the connection here? Yeah. I'm trying. I'm dying to figure it out. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. But like, you know, it, it's great to be back here in this setting, right? To 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 feel the energy of the Super Bowl. And it's great to you know for all of us out here in Southern California to have a home game for Super Bowl. You know what I mean? No doubt. It, it's yeah. kind of it is a little surreal. That yeah. It's like the world what is it worlds are colliding jerry like it's very yes. seinfeld-esque <laughs> yes. here to have the super bowl and los angeles together yeah should be a good deal though like it should yeah. be a lot of fun and we have plenty of time we'll talk about that later exactly. in the week on the pod but no it's exciting like yeah. this is the epicenter it's yeah the epicenter of the football world right now 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell is going to be along here in just a little bit. Uh, again, that's just part of the great thing about Super Bowl week. You got guys running around here all through Radio Row. We'll have great guests all week long, uh, as uh, I will as well on the uh, Inside Report there podcast we go. taping. There, there it is. We go. That was that was that was your one. That, that was your nice. one plug. Uh, all right. It's also All-Star Game. Well, I should say it's the end of All-Star Game season. Just finished up the Senior Bowl on Saturday, um, and Bucky and I were at the East-West Game. DJ was on the call with Andrew and CD uh, for the Senior Bowl. Bucky was also pulling double duty, DJ, at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl uh, in Pasadena. <laughs> Man with, of many with, hats. With money. Yes, yes, indeed. So that's that's part of what we want to do here for you today is give, us our, you, know, give you guys our takes on what we saw here over the course of the last two weeks. Um, and then look look ahead to the draft here a little bit as we now start to have this other element of the draft evaluation pot you know that you get to put in there. Uh, Bruce Feldman is also going to join us from the Athletic, uh, one of our favorite guests here, uh, kind of state of college football and and kind of his his uh, you know his insights on some of these guys that we're going to be talking about here. But let's start at the Senior Bowl, uh, DJ. You were there all week. Quarterbacks, obviously, name of the game. Uh, had some impressive performances that I saw. You know when I when I got to go down to Mobile and actually see the game in person. Um, Kenny Pickett was perfect in the game, literally, <laughs> literally six to six and a touchdown. Yeah. But take us back to the whole week for the quarterbacks. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, first of all, kind of big picture it. I, I do think the line of scrimmage is the strength of this draft. We'll get some of these yes. pass rushers in a little bit here. I think offense, defensive line is kind of where the higher ranked players are. But the quarterback position, Kenny Pickett entered that week as my top quarterback. He's my 18th overall player. Uh, first day was fine. Second day, man, guys, we got rain and we got wind. It was nasty outside, and I, I think a lot of eyes were kind of fixated on him to see how he would do. And, and he struggled, which is not unusual for any quarterback to struggle on that. I just think there was added eyeballs and added scrutiny on him. Just didn't really control the ball really well, kind of got away from him. Um, and so the cool thing was you have that kind of a little bit of a setback, if you want to call it. Sure. He comes back Thursday. Now they're in the indoor facility. Uh, which is open air, as you guys know. You've been yeah. down there, South Alabama. But uh, so still some wind coming in there, but no rain. And threw the ball really well down in the red zone, particularly made good decisions. The ball's out quick. All the stuff that you liked about him on tape, you saw there. And then that carried over into the game, which not surprised at all. Once you get in the game setting, I know as a as a quarterback, I always thought it was much easier to throw in a game setting. First of all, you've got live pass rush, so that creates vi better vision yeah. for you to see um, distribute the ball accurately. I don't think he had any completion, had a touchdown, yeah. 89 yards. Um, so I still come out of the week in its in its total perspective here with him as the top quarterback. Now, the gap, I think you could say, shorten a little bit, and we'll get to that. But Malik Willis was the buzziest guy down there, right, based on the entire week? Based on Wednesday. Based on Wednesday, so, on, in the elements. Absolutely. So whatever harm that did to Kenny Pickett, Buck, it did benefit Malik Willis because in that inclement weather – he can drive the ball. He can power it. He didn't have any trouble cutting through the wind, the rain. He was making. He made a nice throw on the move. Hit uh, Dulcich, the tight end from from UCLA, on mm -hmm. on a deep corner. Showed not only his ability to power the football, but then you could touch it up. 
Um, so that was the best practice any of the quarterbacks had down there was Malik Willis on a Wednesday. Now, wasn't great on a Tuesday, was solid on a Thursday, and then you get to the game, and look, they were he was under constant pressure. He was able to use his legs. I think he rushed over 50 yards. I think he was only two of four throwing the ball. One of them was dropped. So it wasn't a lot to take from him in the game other yeah. than the fact that he's he's very athletic, and you know he can do that. So here, here's what I ask you, because um, the last couple of years when we look at the draft, the guys that have really popped at the next level, have been the guys with outstanding tools. We've seen Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and right. even Justin Herbert, guys who have their prototypical traits that scouts fall in love with. So now after watching him have that performance on Wednesday, and we talk about the athleticism and the arm talent and those things, do you think he gets a bump up just because he's so toolsy in the evaluation? I, like I, I, I think he does. I, I really do. I think you just mentioned it perfectly, Buck. Like If you look at the recent history, those guys with those top traits have hit more than they've missed you know it used to be back in the day you'd say oh man you don't you don't want that guy he's just it's all it's fool's gold you know I, I don't want to pick on somebody but like Jacob Eason would be kind of an example yeah. of this is just a big strong powerful guy but you know he wasn't a Does great he quarterback a right. he wasn't a great right. quarterback all I think the difference is with a guy like Malik while he's figuring it out he's going to be able to run around and make plays and make some things happen. That, to me, is the big difference. And then to put a bow on it, and I think we've, we've, we might have talked about this a little bit, does he feel a little bit like, and this is not a comp player to player, but a comp in terms of draft position, like a Teddy Bridgewater or like a Lamar Jackson, where you could see a team coming back into the back of the first round wanting that extra year of control for a guy like Malik? I think based off of the player... Yes, I think that the player warrants that consideration yeah. for being a back-end one. I would say, though, as you guys know, somebody falls in love with the person, that take, uh, yeah, that yes. jumps way up yeah. Well, yeah. It, above where the grade is, and you're, you're saying, hey, I'm actually um, I'm reading this book on risk right now, and it, this is a great example of that. You can just try and, you try and say, okay, we're accounting for the risk, but, man, when you get to know him really, really well, you believe in the work ethic, you believe that he's smart, um, you believe that this is all going to come together in time. You believe in your structure that you're going to give him and provide him. Right. I think some people are going to look at that risk and say, the juice is worth the squeeze on that one. Well, in the scouting business, we always talk about you, you kind of gamble on the person, not the player. If you get the right person in terms of the guy that is committed to it, he loves the game, he has all those things, that is the guy that you will roll the dice on, not necessarily the guy that just brings the attributes to the table. One thing, though, he said you know, to me, even on the airplane, I know he's – said this to teams as well that he knows he's not ready right now he's going yeah. to take some time good self-awareness in my opinion to, totally to, to be able to know that and I, I think though he's going to be enthusiastic about putting in the work to get there so i just hope i hope it's not a situation where he goes to a terrible team and they just roll him out there yeah that'd be the worst thing that could happen to him that's a great point uh, all right, so that's kind of look at the quarterbacks from the senior from the senior bowl. Out at the East West game, we had some really interesting prospects because they were big names, right? Power five type of guys. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy. Uh, we had Jack Cohn, um, and so like you know names that people who follow college football really know. I mean, really productive players. Cohn in particular transferred from Wisconsin, kind of lost his job due to an injury, and then went to Notre Dame and had a fantastic year. I mean, threw for five hundred yards yeah. uh, in a bowl game uh, for for Notre Dame. And so, Bucky, I, and I imagine you feel the same way, he was the most favorably and positively talked about quarterback from the coaching staffs. As a guy who had command, yes. knew what he was doing, yeah. had the experience, knew where to go with the football, 
timing, on time, and accurate. Yeah, and I think his experience benefited him. Yes. We've talked about it. We've had these conversations on and off the air where we talk about the transfer portal and guys bouncing around. He benefited from the fact that he played in two different systems. He got a chance to play in what I would say two different ways. Wisconsin is more traditional, pro-style, under-center, old-school 1970s football per se. And then he goes to Notre Dame, he plays in the gun and does some of those other things. In an all-star game setting, that experience put him ahead of everybody else because, look, whatever they asked him to do, he had experience doing, and he did it really, really well. And when you think about what's in his background, the lacrosse background as a high school player, highly decorated, the leadership ability, he has a lot of traits that you like. But you're talking about someone – that you're talking about a developmental player. Yeah. A guy that you bring in maybe in time he develops and gives you more than being a backup. But he was really good in this game. He was really solid. Yeah, and, you know, I, I would say, you know, thinking back to last year's draft when the Saints took Ian Book out of Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, How would you I, compare him? I'd actually be more comfortable taking Jack Cohn. He's a more prototypical NFL quarterback. He's got an, he's got a, you know, he's a bigger body. Um, and I don't think you're missing anything from the because you know Ian was a yes. was a great processor. Obviously knew that Notre Dame system very well. I think the same uh, for Jack, and he's probably got a little bit better traits, right? Bigger yeah, arm. Yeah, I think I think it, yeah, I think his skills transfer better to the pro game than Ian Book. Ian Book was a great college player. Right. He certainly has made his way into the National Football League. Jack is different though. He size, arm talent. I would go in his favor. I think Ian was a little more creative in terms of what he did with the ball at sure. Notre Dame. But so if he's a four, yeah. if he was a fourth rounder, I, like, think, I think you're in that same conversation. Maybe you're in that same conversation. Can I ask the most important question for you, you guys may. about this game? Do you guys behave yourself in Vegas? I mean, we're so far off the strip. I mean, <laughs> we had no choice. We, we were so we far away. No but let me say this, DJ. Like, I don't know if you've ever done a road trip with Rhett. Here's Uh-oh. what I'm saying: if we could Here turn we back the clock, if we could turn back the clock and go back to our college sales, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say that I would always vote that Rhett <laughs> is the one that is taking us. Because let me tell you what my guy does. My guy had reservations lined up. Every Come night on. in Vegas. Come on. No, no, no. Take care of my team. I'm, look. Come on. Reservations lined up. First day, Rhett goes out early, brings back coffee for everybody before he takes them wow. over. Wow. So, so, so now I'm looking like, wait a minute, like, I know he's a quarterback in Indiana, but deep down inside, he's really a quarterback. Like, yeah, yeah, like he's yeah. He's a wide receiver in Indiana, yeah. but he's really a quarterback. He He's the lead horse. So, any he's vacation. He's a sucker. Is what I, is. Any vacation, I'm going with Rhett. Rhett my man, Bucky. Rhett, Rhett, I, Rhett I is the guy. It. Rhett set it can, up. It can, was I, nice. can I tell you guys who was the star of All-Star Game season? You can, yeah. It was this guy oh, right here. Oh, boy. It was this guy right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Dino, pops. what's that, up? That is You're Rhett, 50 in the Rhett's books. pops. Dean Kleinschmidt, 50 years yeah. at the Senior Bowl. I had to double check to make sure the Senior Bowl was actually around for 50 years. It has been. Wow. I did confirm. So <laughs> it for those of you, a lot of folks have listened yeah. to you on, on the pod for years, yeah. and they don't necessarily know about your pops. So yeah. tell everybody what your dad's done. Uh, so he was a head athletic, head athletic trainer in the NFL for over 40 years uh, with the Saints, the Washington Commanders, and the <laughs> Detroit, <laughs> Detroit, so Detroit Lions. So, so weird. I had to pause for a second there. Uh, so, yeah, so that, and, and, you know, and again, that's where I kind of learned it from because he was always the guy. He was always, oh, the, he's always, I guy. got the reservations for us when we go out okay. on the road trips. You always go, it, you know, you, you, you probably know this from your time in the NFL too, Buck. You go to the equipment manager and you go to oh, the head trainer. Security. They know everything. They know everybody. When you need something or anything they know everything. on the road or at home, those are the guys. That's why Archie Manning told Peyton when he went to Tennessee, he was like, 
No question, when you arrive to Tennessee, your best friends will be the head athletic trainer and the equipment manager. Sure enough, equipment manager and him are still still good friends. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so he's been, and then he's been the medical coordinator at the Senior Bowl for 50 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Takes care of DJ whenever he's gets the, you know, he gets the issues. And, and to think of that. Stomach issues I mean, at and night. To do, to do 40 <laughs> years of service after having Rhett. Yeah. Know. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, incredible. It is. It is. No, he does. This yeah. is one of the first years where I haven't had to call his dad. I have like a some random, sort of ailment. A random <laughs> ailment always hits me at the senior bowl. Oh, and uh, and Dino God. takes care of me. So yeah. he's, uh, he got the year off this year. Uh, I figure 50, 50th, I'll give you a pass. Nice. That's good. That's nice. good. Uh, but look, quarterbacks weren't the only name of the game at All-Star season. I think, you know, as we get to the the meat of this draft class, it's all about the edge rushers, right? Yeah. And while we didn't have an Aiden Hutchinson or a or a Thibodeau down in at the senior bowl, what what did you what were kind of your takeaways from that group being, you know, one of the best in this class? Yeah, I thought it was a good group of offensive linemen, defensive linemen. I think coming through the week, the defensive linemen got the better of the offensive yeah. linemen. So, you know, when you look at Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, yeah. who is my 20th player, I think, coming to the process. I know, Buck, you've yeah, been high on Mike him as well. Um, he was outstanding. They had a tough time dealing with him. Just the length, um, the the twitch, the explosiveness. He's a little bit tight, but still, he, he won a lot of one-on-ones. Yeah. Uh, then he, he shut it down at the end of the week, so we didn't see him there. Um, he was excellent. Uh, Kingsley and Igbare from South Carolina was somebody who I had a you know a grade that puts him more in like the third round range. Yeah, and then he had really a phenomenal week of practice. Didn't do much in the game. Yeah, um, but kind of one of those things where I went back and watched a little bit more. Am I missing something? Yeah, and look, I he helped himself no doubt. Sure. But I think you got to be careful not getting too carried away with what you see in some of those one on ones. Can, can I tell you a quick story about Kingsley? Yeah. Um, so I left Vegas, Bucky, Friday morning. Yeah. Went, went went to straight to Mobile, and uh, I was checking into the hotel uh, down at the Riverview in Mobile. And uh, this you know big guy comes in next to me, and he you know, was talking to the other front desk clerk, and he had forgotten he lost his key. And the lady's like, "Hey, you know, I need your ID. I need you know." Uh, he's like, "I don't have it. I don't have anything." And she's like, look at it. And then he, he's like, wait a second. Opens up his Panini trading cards. He's like, does uh, this work? Oh, that's great. <laughs> Fantastic. That's awesome. Holds up his, that's just, awesome. his first trading card. Thinking like, on your toes there. I there love you that. That's that was right. smart. See, so put that in the notebook. That's that's a plus. But, yeah. um, oh, look, uh, Boye Mafe from Minnesota. Big was, fan of Boye. Great he story. He was one too. who I hadn't got to the tape yet before we got down there. So he flashes during the week. Then he's... Hell on wheels at the end of the week. I think it was the Thursday yeah. practice. Then he in the game two sacks yeah. in the game. They couldn't block him. So then the next morning, my flight's delayed. So I got okay. I got time. I want to watch some of these guys that I haven't seen yet. So I watched him, and the tape matched up. Like to me, I think he's a first round talent. We'll see sure. if he goes in the first round because it's a really deep group. But it not shocked me at all. And he's going to test like an absolute freak. Do you know how he got his first college scholarship? Give it to me. Track practice. There was a coach working out other players on his high school football team. He couldn't get out of track practice. His track coach wouldn't let him out to go do this workout in front of this coach. Wow. And the coach, while he was working out these other players, just kept watching this big dude just fly <laughs> around the track. track. He can roll. Yeah. So anyway, he's a he's a really cool story. So I mean, I go through a, a yeah. bunch more defensive yeah. line, but it's a it's a really good group. I think you if you need an edge rusher, you're feeling great about that. I think the really the the strength of this draft is probably in that 15 to 45 range yeah. because I don't know that there's that much difference between the pass rusher you can get at 35 versus the pass rusher you might take at eight or nine. I, I really don't think there's that much difference between yeah. those guys. Bucky, I got an interesting one uh, here for you because we uh, let me pull out the old. 
the old east west uh, <laughs> the chart board. here. Sleep with that thing? Yeah, the I did. board. He kept it. Uh, so this was interesting because we had Matt, Matthew Judon up in the booth with us uh, yeah. in the third quarter. Grand Valley State, twenty-one and oh, a half yeah. sacks. You remember the Ravens? Were you with the Ravens when? No, no, but I've been to Grand Valley State. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, and we were talking about sack production, and Bucky's yeah. always been talking about how you know Ozzy always talks about yeah. it translates no matter what level you get to the quarterback, it translates right. Yeah. How about James Houston from primetime in Jackson State? 16 yeah. and a half sacks on the FCS level, second in FCS. And he got after the quarterback a little bit during the week of the Shrine game, too. Yeah, he did get after it. And the, the thing about James Houston is, is funny because he has experience. He's a Florida transfer. So he played off the ball with the Gators. But then you go to down to Jackson State, they put his hand in the dirt. He comes off the edge. When I look at him, like the natural comparison that I made, and going all the way back size wise, he kind of reminded me a little bit of Robert Mathis when he was coming out, oh. coming out of Alabama A and M. Mm. Like, this guy has twitch. He has yeah. a motor. He just has a knack for doing it, and he doesn't look like the prototypical edge rusher. He's a little so, smaller right yeah, now. Yeah, so he's yeah. smaller. So you have to get past that. But when you let him come off the edge, man, he he has a knack for being able to get there, and he was able to kind of be disruptive yeah. during the game. And here's one more for you. Uh, Drew Wilkins uh, was a assistant coach on the defensive side with the Ravens. Started it's a great story also, but he started his career as the video coordinator and is now one of their you know full time coaches. Yep. He was the defensive coordinator in the game, and he was talking about this dude from Colorado, Carson yeah. Wells, uh, an outside linebacker, who he was like, when I go back to Owings Mills, this is the first guy I'm going to talk about. Yeah. So when the Ravens are on the clock, somewhere <laughs> on probably maybe day two, but probably yeah. day three, watch for Carson Wells, Bucky, who was just kind of one of those guys who fits like what the Ravens want from those outside linebackers. Was, I think they compared him to Tyus Bowser a little bit. He did compare him to Tyus Bowser, and he said what you always talk about, DJ. You talked about smart, tough, yeah, instinctive. He had all of that, and when you watched him in practice, he was a guy that was able to kind of go. Motor was always revved up and going, and – you know, when you, when you think about the guys that play for a long time, and we'll see here in the Super Bowl, like Trey Hendrickson and those guys, guys Great that point. are hard, oh, high motor, they, they play like they have a chance. And so I'm always looking for those guys to play hard because an old coach said, man, you want a defense that plays hard? Go get a bunch of players that play hard. There you go. Tell you what, during this week at Super Bowl, you always see usually a lot of celebrities kind of floating around in here. Yeah. And as an avid HGTV watcher, uh-oh, I, th- there's a Did girl. No, there's a girl who looks exactly like the daughter from the show Good Bones. You've seen the oh, show yeah. Good Bones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. red hair. Oh and my the whole gosh. Thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, she's sitting down right now. Anyway, so I was like, is that her? So I haven't listened <laughs> to anything <laughs> you guys have said because I thought I had an HGTV <laughs> celebrity in our midst. Like, what is DJ? I didn't notice no, you were, yeah. you were what is DJ looking at? But no, it's not. I think she's just a radio producer. But but I did think for a second all right we had you hgtv had royalty just okay. outside the set so i lost all i lost everything that you guys were saying yeah but i'm sure it was great that yeah funny. uh yeah so that's uh so look we had a great week at the, at the east west game i know you did uh at the senior bowl and so i, I just think that these games end up being so valuable if not for the reason like you were mentioning you get to sit next to malik willis on a plane that's on the awesome. ride home you know what i, I mean? was in an elevator with daniel falele's uh grandparents who had just got there from uh, australia Oh, wow. wow. So, and they, yeah, they, <laughs> Australian yes. mobile. Yeah, they, wow. and they, Culture they, shock, they said they'd had a lot of caffeine with the time. Change. I would lots imagine. Lots. And by the way, Fried I always wonder about I that. I love mobile. I've had so many great experiences down there, but I just always think like they probably watched movies and Hollywood and, <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like, America, a little, this is not, this is different than maybe the different. Uh, yeah. America that I thought. I, I, I can, I can get that. Um, and, and, and yeah, so look, this is, this is kind of a cool time of year because we can now put all this stuff into our into our notebooks, right? Yeah. Put it all into the bank. And now when we get to pro days, 
you know, we start seeing some of these guys, some of these quarterbacks in particular, and we get to the combine, uh, we just get a better feel uh, for the group. Mina. I believe her name was Mina on the show. Okay. Yeah. That's not her. It's <laughs> not her. All uh, right. So there you go. We'll see if we can find some more HGTV celebrities for DJ, um, the, the who's who of that network, apparently. Uh, but look, we got a lot more coming up here for you on this episode of Move the Sticks. When we come back, Bruce Feldman from The Athletic going to join us, get some talk on the transfer portal and uh, his thoughts on some of these quarterbacks that we saw during all-star game season right after this you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. From The Athletic, our pal Bruce Feldman, who's here with us. Bruce? Welcome to our digs here. What do you think, man? It's pretty pretty nice setup. It is pretty sweet. I am envious, though. I do not have the pullover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, it's, quite, it's still quarter zip season for yes. sure. Uh, hey, I'm kind of curious, obviously, because the all-star game season is now kind of in the books. And, you know, Bucky and I did the East-West. DJ was on the call for uh, for a senior bowl, and we were out at the NFLPA game, too. I mean, in the, those rosters... It's almost like the guys got together that were picking the rosters and like, all right, let's look at Feldman's freaks and just see how many of these guys <laughs> we can get on our rosters. But I'm also curious because when I was filling out my spotter charts, I mean, it's like, um, all right, started here, finished here, started here, finished here. I mean, the transfer portal, we're seeing it all over the place. How difficult, I'm curious, in, in your work and in your research, is it to keep track of these guys as they make their way through their college careers now? It is hard because you also hear, oh, I think this guy's really good, but then you know there's some kind of issue. Is it a maturity yeah. issue? Is it a real baggage Why issue? Why do you leave, right? right. And um, so I think there's a juggling act there, but I know just before we were talking, um, there's a guy like you guys were, were talking about, Ty Chandler, looked yeah. well in your, looked mm-hmm. good in your bowl game. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the Tennessee, you know, like I know where he was. I know, you know, like the two running backs that left Tennessee were both really highly thought of. One goes to Oklahoma. One goes to North Carolina. Right. And I kind of know what the old staffs think about them. And it's just like, do they reinvent themselves? Are they, you know, because like, I think it, it can be sincere and genuine necessarily. It's not like, oh, somebody's bad mouthing them. It's just, sure. you know, how do they fit in a new system, new teammates? It's, you know, and sometimes they don't even have a spring football to kind of acclimate. I'm curious if you think there's there's benefit to that, though. I, I think about guys that have been in kind of one system and the familiarity there and how great that is for their Definitely. development. But then you get into the NFL and it's like, bam, everything's new. These guys have almost had some experience with that going from one system to the next, from one city to the next. Are there benefits for these guys, you think, as you get to the NFL, haven't gone through that? I think there is. You can see how quickly can they get up to speed on things. I mean, you know, the best linebacker I think I ever saw in college was Patrick Willis, and obviously he was a you know great NFL player. Patrick Willis had four different position coaches at Ole Miss, right? <laughs> and so it's not that the systems are – but it's like the teaching and what yeah. you're getting is yeah. different in the room. And I'm sure, like, if I coached him, he probably still would have been great, you know, in the NFL – but I think there are those guys where it's like, okay, you know, you get different voices. You, you know, how do you process it? How yeah. do you manage it? How do you manage other guys in the room? Because I feel like for a lot of these guys, you're having to not reinvent yourself, but you're 
kind of having to prove yourself all over again. And I think that's probably a key thing, you know, as it relates to, to, you know, they're out of their comfort zone. You know, in, in terms of being out of your comfort zone, when you bounce around, you not only change your normal position coaches, but your strength coach changes mm. and the models. And so on your freaks list, as you're going through it, do you feel like that sometimes can have an impact or how quickly can the new strength coach discover special talents in the other guy? By, by the way, before you answer that, did you know as scouts that we are very aware that every new strength coach that comes in says the previous strength coach didn't know what he was doing and these guys have <laughs> never really lifted. We're going to lift now that now we're going to lift. Now we're going to lift. Well, do yeah, you remember when like uh, Rich Rod got to Michigan um, and the old strength coach had been there, I think with Lloyd Carr forever, and Mike Barwis came in, and Mike Barwis was like a rock star among strength coaches. He come yeah. from West Virginia, had all these guys power clean and 400 pounds. And not to say he wasn't really good, but I think all of a sudden it's like the old guy didn't know what he was doing. Sure. It was like he was a caveman. <laughs> and I think that goes on, whereas no matter who gets hired somewhere, if you hire a new defensive coordinator, they make the old guy – you know, the old guy could have been like Jolie Dunn Doesn't or Rocky matter. Long, yeah. Yeah. but all of a sudden he's the most read and react passive guy. Because hey, we're going to be aggressive. Fans, we're yeah, the fans don't want to hear that. So <laughs> that's what you're selling. You're selling hope. And look, I think, you know, as we get closer and closer to the draft here, um, you know, back in Las Vegas uh, at the end of April, you know, the quarterbacks are always going to be a discussion point for one, one one reason or another. Last year it was, you know, these guys are are elite, right? We've got we've got you know franchise changing quarterbacks. We've got you know uh, premier players and Trevor Lawrence and Zach and Trey and the whole thing. This year it feels a little different, right? The narrative is is all right. Maybe the value of the quarterbacks isn't necessarily up at the top. Maybe it's a little bit more to the middle of the first round. How have you kind of as you've been studying these guys throughout their their college careers? How have you kind of noticed the narratives on, on these guys? You know, to me, there's a couple of like headliner guys, and yeah. I don't think they're you know if they were in the last class, I'm not sure they would have been top twenty guys, right? right? I mean, because. You had Kenny Pickett, who I think mm -hmm. I feel like he would be the guy who I don't want to say he doesn't have a high ceiling, but I think his floor is probably higher than a lot of others. Whereas, yeah. you know, you take Malik from Liberty. I mean, he's got a ridiculous arm. You in your game, mm -hmm. right? I I get it. What's going on during the week? But in your game, he is extending plays and doing stuff. Where you talk to the guys at Liberty, you talk to you know mm -hmm. they played. He was in your your old conference, right? Yep. And there's some good players in that league, and he's running circles around guys, yeah. right? And he beats some ACC teams, too. And I could see people looking at that going, man, you know, if we just give him more time, because everything I had heard from the Liberty staff about his attitude was really good, and I think you just don't want him to have to, in his case, I don't think you want him to have to play right away. Yeah. You know, but then after that, I'm not sure, you know, Sam Howell, we got a lot of buzz. I'd be careful where I'm sitting on the couch here because I know where he went to school. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. like, I don't feel like this is the last group where you had guys. You're like, oh, I could see this guy. Generational talents. Yeah, right? yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're like, going to elevate. They always do, right? Well, interesting thing. You we're talking about Willis. I sat next to Willis on the flight. I love it when when things like this happen. So we end up parked next to each other on the flight from Mobile to Atlanta. And he's very open about the fact, hey, you know, I'm not ready to start right now. I'm going to need some time. There's a lot of self-awareness there knowing where he wants to go. But the kid's 
I think he's he likes the work. He enjoys the work. The the tools are there. And Buck and I were talking about this before we came on. You kind of look at the you know the Josh Allen's, the the Mahomes, the Herberts. Now those guys were further advanced than he was in college, but some of the same things in that you're buying the traits and you're buying the person and knowing that eventually they're going to get there. Now Herbert got there immediately. Mahomes obviously waited a year. Josh was maybe a two or three year process to get where he is now. But I think teams are are. Are, are in on these types of guys with those types of traits. Yeah, and I, I think um, it was about a year ago at this time, I was talking to an NFL uh, coach, and he was like, they looked at, well, you better take a quarterback now. I think it was when Mac Jones was like, mm-hmm. where does Mac Jones fit? And it's yeah. like, uh, this is not going to be a good quarterback dra- draft coming up. And I remembered this guy said, the Liberty guy is really interesting. And I was mm-hmm. like, I re- you know, I knew about him but I didn't know what anyone thought about him. I knew he had a big arm, and that was the extent of it. And then I remember I talked to Quincy Quincy Avery, who had been coaching him for a while, and he had you know a kid who he trained with in the past year who was in the last draft who had a huge arm. He was like, this kid has an even better arm than Trey Lance, or an even bigger arm than yeah, Trey Lance, yeah. I should say it that way. Um, but you start to hear more stuff about the attitude and everything else and it's very favorable like he would talk about when he was at auburn and they didn't think he could play quarterback Mm -hmm. you know he was like i don't know if he felt like he knew how to work the way he needed to Mm -hmm. and i don't think it was an attitude like he was immature i just think he was like just didn't know he didn't know he didn't know know. Mm -hmm. you know so the other thing that jumped out at me just on so they had the elite 11 in the opening in manhattan beach and i remember coming over there and you looked and he was one of the counselors and I don't know what he weighed then. He might've been two thirty-five, and it was not like a sloppy. Oh, know. he's building a linebacker. Yes. Let's he's built like honest. a, he, yeah. he's built like a linebacker and the linebacker might be Takeo Spike's linebacker. <laughs> right? Right. Like, he is a huge muscled up guy. Like I saw he got down to two twenty. Yeah. Like, and I'm not slimmer. Yeah, yeah. Like I think at one point you said in the broadcast or, or maybe Charles did about like, the little bit of the comparison to Kyler. Yeah. And the speeds, I, I yeah, the speeds yeah. were almost identical. But Kyler, I think, has worked to get up to what is he, 212 or whatever yeah. he is now. Like, I think he's going to have to, and I'm not saying he's going to balloon up to 240, but he looks like he could easily be 235 because I remember seeing him in the summer and he was a jacked up 235. Like, he's not a small man. You know, after watching Joe Burrow have so much success, there are people that are looking for that Joe Burrow like player and the guy whose name continues to come up is Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh from a temperament standpoint are there some similarities in terms of the way that those guys get down I the the thing I would give maybe is I think I hate to use this term deceptively athletic Mm. but like Joe Burrow is a way better athlete I always thought than people gave him credit for you know like the you know we could talk about if you're a really good basketball player yeah I feel like I'm not sure I'm worried what you're going to run the 40 in. If, like, you're a really good basketball player, you're a space guy, right? Like, you saw the game with Chris Jones bar- barreling down on yeah, him, just yeah. to be able to step out of that. Yeah, yeah, like, we had something on – I'm trying to remember who I talked to. This was a coach getting ready for the getting ready for the uh, national title game. He was talking about what gives Saban problems. And he kind of went through – you know, obviously Johnny Manziel did and the handful – you know, Deshaun Watson did – and he, I think this coach was like, well, Joe Burrow is really the only one who wasn't really athletic or whatever. And like said that Joe Burrow ran for like 75 yards <laughs> against that <laughs> game. Like, dang uh, good. He can yeah. go. Um, and so I, I think Kenny Pickett's, a, you know, obviously you saw it on the fakes, yeah. you know, the fake slide. I would like to me, Joe Burrow's intangibles are like off the charts. 
and I know Narduzzi really well, and I know Narduzzi thinks really highly of him, I would I would be hesitant to put him in that. I don't know class. that Kenny is as edgy as Joe. Mm. Like, I don't know if anybody's as edgy as Joe. That's true. That's true. That's a great point. But I, I think he still brings people together like Joe does. I think Kenny's got that ability with him. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to get to know him a little bit more these next couple of months as, as we get closer to the draft. Um, Still got a few head coaching openings in the NFL, but it sounds like Jim Harbaugh is not going to get one of them here, Bruce. I know you've been on the trail, the little cookie trail that he's been leading uh, the last the last few weeks to get they back were to chicken league. bones on that yeah. trail. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, it, look, it, are we done with this now? Is this the last time we're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh to the NFL? Does the way he, the way he spoke about it this weekend, you would think it has to be. Yeah, but you never say never with football coaches; they can't help themselves. The the part that <laughs> I. Th- you know, he's 58, and I'd always heard he wants to make one last run at a Super Bowl. Now, that could be three years from now. You know, I mean, sure. he's, he seems like he's a young 58, but if he, like, if he couldn't get the one of these jobs now, I'm not sure what, like, Jim Harbaugh's going to be Jim Harbaugh's personality, which is a very acquired taste. Yeah. And I don't know... You had the Raiders job with an with a mm-hmm. owner who knew him well at a place he had some affinity. You had the Vikings with a G a new GM who knew him well. I don't know Chicago where he played. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the dynamic is gonna have to be where you know the Dolphins owner like yeah. is a big Michigan guy. Now he said he didn't want to go that route, but I was like, I don't know what scenario would lure him away from it. And also, you know, he's gonna have to have a top 10 team for him to have like buzz around his name. Yeah. You know, I get it. Jim Harbaugh was a terrific NFL coach. He is not one of these guys like urban went in there. and was a spectacular flame out, yeah. but urban had never been around the NFL. Obviously Jim played there a long time. He coached in as an assistant. And then he had, you know, a terrific run in four years with the Niners. I just don't know if anyone's going to look and say, yeah, we want that guy to run our franchise. My takeaway on that was, it's not that he won't go to the NFL. It's that he'll never do a public interview. Or anybody will, nobody will fight. If he goes to the NFL, it's going to be, whoa, Jim Harbaugh done. just went to the NFL. I didn't know he interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's going to be done in the cloak of darkness. There's no way he can go through this whole thing and then and put the toothpaste back in the tube at Michigan. And do can that Jim Harbaugh round. do anything discreetly, though? <laughs> I don't know. Up in, up in a treehouse, maybe, right. with a recruit. That's I don't know how he does yeah, anything discreetly, that's not but that's him. a good point. Yeah, so I don't know. I would never say never, but like also the way he worded it, I don't – I just think circumstance is going to make it really hard for it to be better than this was. So now he goes back to Michigan, but he doesn't have his offensive coordinator and he doesn't have his defensive coordinator. How can he sustain it? Um, it's a good question because I think the toothpaste is all over the, all over the sink right now. And <laughs> yeah. counter because I think there was a, I don't think it was just Josh Gaddis who was a little, uh, irked about how this played out where and I don't think it was just Jim Harbaugh I think it was how like Jim Harbaugh kind of put a lot of people at Michigan kind of in limbo you know Mm -hmm. they're not active in the transfer portal you had coaches whose contracts were just kind of like they were in limbo because everybody at least most of the people I know who I talked to were at Michigan thought Jim was going to leave and if that was the case then they were going to probably bring in a new head coach now I don't know who that would have been could have been Matt Rule, could have been Matt Campbell, could have been whoever. But the idea was we're not going to sign a bunch of guys on the staff to contracts and then all of a sudden a new guy is going to come in and go like, yeah, I'm not taking that job because I don't want to – I want my own guys in here. And so that put a really weird situation there. Um, we'll see who he goes and gets – on. like 
I think it's more likely, you know, whoever he gets on the defensive side of the ball, maybe out of house. I could see he has a couple of really good candidates internally. Mm. The O-line coach, Sharon Moore, did a really good job. I mean, they won the Joe Moore Award. They could promote him. Matt Weiss, who was a quarterback coach who had coached on both sides of the ball with the Ravens for his brother, he was a guy I heard Jim was going to bring with him to the NFL. So I could see that being an opportunity. I'll tell you what. The one thing about Harbaugh, though, he can lose coaches. He can be at this place. The guy wins. He's yeah, going to continue to win. I'm, I'm not going to doubt well, that's going to happen. I, I was going to say, like, even though even if the coordinator stayed, it's still going to be tough to compete with Ryan Day and Ohio State year in and year out. They're not. And that's, well, yeah, that's yeah but they just need to do it once every three or four years. Yeah, which it can't is be not once every eight. Every eight. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do it once every three, you're okay. Do it once every eight. La- last question for me, Bruce. Let's go five years from now. You had to put your money on one player from this draft class that'll at least be to one Pro Bowl. Who would who would you pick? At least be to one. Mm. Um, mm. Stingley Jr. is going to be like unless he has injuries. Like I was around them when he was a true freshman, and he he went up against Jamar Chase every day at practice. I don't want to say he won more than he lost. But, but he won more than he lost. Yeah, like <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, there's a really good cornerback from Clemson who was done well in the NFL who could not handle Jamar, Jamar Chase. I believe just, his name was AJ Terrell. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's done really well. Yeah. And I bet if you ask Jamar Chase who's who is the better cornerback who you went up against, I don't even think he'd hesitate. Stingley. Yeah. So how do you explain the last two years, Bruce? I think some of it was was health issues. Like right before the opener in 2020. He had, I don't want to say it was appendicitis. It was something. It was not COVID-related. He, I think he had to go to the hospital uh, the morning of the game. And I think from everywhere, it was kind of just off kilter. Mm. The system was screwy. They were really bad in the back end on communication. And then this past year, um, even when he played, though, it was weird. Because, like, they have, as you know, and you guys have been around uh, Eli Ricks, um, mm-hmm. they, have, they had a couple of, you know, NFL-looking first-round guys and the guy who might have been their most productive cornerback was Dwight McLaughlin, who ended up going, I mean, he's really talented too, but ended up going to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it was, it was a lot of stuff going on there that made it messy. But I think there'll be other guys who go to Pro Bowls, but I'd be shocked if he's not going wow. to more than I, one. That's why, that's why Bruce is the best. Strong take. Yep. Nope, no question. Bruce Feldman, always one of our favorites here on Move the Sticks. Bruce, thanks for spending some time with us here. Good seeing you guys. Yeah. We'll get yeah. you a pullover. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get you, you a quarter zip. Don't worry. We'll, we'll hook you up. <sighs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, back here with you on Move the Sticks live from our iHeartRadio podcast stage here on Radio Row, home of Super Bowl 56 here in Los Angeles. Rhett Lewis, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, and our pleasure now to welcome in. Uh, just finished his rookie year from the San Francisco 49ers out of the University of Louisiana. Six-round draft pick that uh, went for over 1,000 total yards in year one. Elijah Mitchell is here with us. What's up, brother? How are you, man? Man, welcome. I'm good, man. Thank you all for having me. Uh, DJ was just talking about it. You know, we just wrapped up Senior Bowl. It's been basically about a year, you know, year removed uh, from, from seeing you now. And, and here you are, you know, uh, at the Super Bowl coming off your rookie year. I mean, how do you kind of explain this this kind of whirlwind that this first year has been for you? Uh, yeah, it's definitely been a ride. Uh, like I say, Senior Bowl was last year. Yeah. It goes by so quick, so quick. Tell me about this run for this team this year. I know you guys had some adversity that you battled through. And man, darn near made your way to this game right here. Uh, but what did you learn about not only yourself, but about your team through this year? Uh, it's a brotherhood with our team. Uh, that's one thing I have to say. Like I can say uh, we went three and five and then we made it to the NFC Championship. So, man, that's, that tells you that we have unbelievable talent on our team and we could go far. You know, one of the things that stands out when you watch the Niners, particularly on the offense, how physical you guys are. Is there, is there a memo? <laughs> that is in your locker room, in the locker room when you get in there that you have to play a certain way to be a 49er? Uh, not really, but when they, were, when they draft you, they, they know what they're getting from everybody, anybody, and that's the offense that we have. It's just physical. So, Elijah, a lot of talk when you were taken in the sixth round about a, a certain other Hall of Fame running back that was taken in the sixth round by uh, – Kyle Shanahan's dad, uh, our, our buddy, uh, used to work with us here at NFL Media, Terrell Davis. Like, how much did you know about, like, the Shanahan system, like the run game system when they drafted you and, like, thinking, like, all right, like, this might be a good spot for me. He like, wants to know if you have outside zone tattooed yeah, on your exactly. arm. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, uh, I really didn't 
I really didn't know about yeah. their offense at first, yeah. but uh, once me and my agent uh, talked and everything, <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, we got the same kind of offense that I ran with uh, Coach Billy Napier. So yeah. outside zone, inside zone. So that was a perfect fit for me. Now, now did you like? Did did you think? You know, once training camp started, that you were going to be in a position like this. To I did not know at all. Uh, my mind was on special teams, really, because I knew oh. we had a deep room. Yeah, we had Raheem, Jeff, uh, just drafted Trey Sermon. Yeah. So uh, special teams, my my thing, but I didn't think it happened. Now I know that now. Anything, <laughs> so you got to prepare. Like you're gonna be in the game. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I know you can roll. Obviously, you end up running the four threes, so you can absolutely fly. But one of the things I loved about you as a runner is just how decisive you were. And it seems like that's long been a characteristic of backs in this system. Is there's no is no hesitation. You see it, get your foot in the ground, get upfield and go. How did your style, you talked about being in a similar offense, how did your style fit in right away with what they do? It's fitting very good. Uh one cut guy, I'm a one cut guy. Uh and Kyle loves it because you I'm always falling forward and Really, he liked that. He don't like all that dancing. He like you getting straight up the field. So uh, it worked out very well. So how fun is it for you guys when you have those install meetings on Wednesday? Because when on the outside, we see you guys doing all the stuff, the shift, the motions, anybody and everybody's in the backfield. How fun is it to open up the playbook on Wednesday and see the new stuff that Kyle is putting in? Man, it's awesome. Uh, like we run outside zone or something, you like, okay, yeah, that's going to cut back. Like you can see it. Like, you see it. Like we talk soon as we see it, uh, me and Hasty, uh, We'd be like, oh yeah, that's gonna hit right there. <laughs> like we're watching film and stuff, so we'd be excited about it. Very excited. So I, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say just real quick, like is is Debo an honorary running back or is he a full fledged member of the running back crew now? To me, he a full he, he full to me. He's got uh, full membership. Yeah, full, full membership. membership. Oh yeah, he he's a beast. Oh yeah, he's a beast. So uh, I don't mind it at all. <laughs> if mind. let's just say he was, you know on another team that maybe didn't have the established group of running backs that you guys now have. And let's say he was the lead dog. Is he, is he a thousand yard rusher? Oh my God. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. He's a thousand yard. He rusher. might be arguing for another grand on top of the thousand. <laughs> right? Maybe a 2K? <laughs> no, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Man. You know, so coming off the heels of a, a strong rookie season, what would be some of the things that you would want to improve upon going into your second year? Uh, definitely uh, making people miss an open field. I got to do that more. And also uh, this off season. I'm going to be trained like a receiver because I know uh, Kyle would like to throw the ball, so I want to be that guy that stays on the field. Yeah, like that. I, that adds a whole other dimension to that offense once you get to that point. I want to ask you about somebody that's on the other side of the ball for you guys because we're going through the draft season right now. Teams are trying to find – we're trying to find rangy, long, athletic, off-the-ball linebackers. Got, you go get to see one of the best in the league in Fred Warner. What type of a challenge is that when you have somebody with that combination of length and speed that he brings? Really, uh, going against him makes you better, uh, really, because, you know, he's a all-pro Fred, uh, highest-paid linebacker. So uh, going against him, it makes you better, and it makes you in your head like, man, I could really – if I could do this against Fred, I could do this against anybody. So it gives you that good feeling. Well, you know, in, in those meetings that Bucky was talking about, you know, you could see Mike McDaniel a whole bunch, right? Uh, and now, you know, the, the Dolphins have named him their head coach. What, what, tell, talk to us about Mike and, and kind of the, the leadership that, that he possesses to not only just command an offense, but how you can see him commanding an entire team, which he's now charged with in Miami. Yeah, man, he's definitely uh, capable of doing it. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, his creativity, yeah. just uh, how he's flow. He's very chill, but he's about his business. So, uh they getting an unbelievable coach, and man, it's gonna be interesting to see. Is he like that all the time? Like when he goes out to press conferences and stuff, he's got so much life and so much energy. Yeah. Is he like that behind the scenes? He's like that behind the scenes too. But he's 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 corny, but it's, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny though, man. He's 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 a good person to be around, definitely. I have to ask you just because you have so many guys that learn so many different spots. We already talked about yeah. Debo and George Kittle bounce around, Kyle Uchek. 
is it a hard offense to learn and master? Like, how are you able to move the pieces around the chessboard, but everyone appears to be on the same page? It's definitely difficult, but uh, it's difficult for defenses also. Yeah. But you just have to be locked into your plays. You got to know because everything happens so fast. So uh, it was a big challenge for me at first, but I had help with the guys in the room. We are we all brothers in there, and it's no hate, no nothing. So we all help each other out. I want to I want to kind of finish my last question up on that word hate you just mentioned. We've got the Rams in the Super Bowl. Mm. You only been there for a year, right? But is there is there a hatred now? Have you got the <laughs> hatred for for the Rams or anybody else in your division? I gotta say it's, it's for the Rams. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely for the Rams, man. But uh, you know it sucks. But you know next year it's just add most fuel to. The what fire. do you guys need to do to get? On the other side of that, you guys have had their number, you know, before this last game. What needs to change for the next time you see them to get where you need to be? Really, it's execution, really. Uh, you can't say it's the plays or anything because Kyle, Kyle and Mike McDaniel, they put us in a good position. Yeah. It's just we got to execute more. So, Bengals then this week? Or where are we leaning? Uh, I'm going with the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's more of a one-two pick, I think. Is that right? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I, I, wanna, I, I said it was my last one. I, I lied. One more. Um, Trey Lance. Yeah. We didn't get a chance to see him on the practice field. You did. So I'm just curious what you saw from him at the beginning of the year. I know he had a battle of injury, but what you saw, his advancement kind of outside the public eye, what you got to see on, on, a, on a weekly basis, where he's at. From the beginning to rookie camp to now, he's, he's grown as a player. And yeah. like I say, his offseason is going to be great. I know he's a hard worker, and it's going to be awesome for us next year. There he is, Elijah Mitchell, running back with the San Francisco 49ers. I imagine we're going to see you back here on this stage, but not necessarily on this one, on the one that the Rams and Bengals are getting Sounds set to play me. on, man. Definitely. Definitely. No question. Definitely. All right, Definitely. Elijah, thanks for, thanks for being here with us on Move the Sticks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, man. And that's going to do it for this episode of Move the Sticks here live from our iHeartRadio podcast stage on Radio Row. Back with you later this week as we preview Super Bowl 56. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.